Welcome to Franklin Nerdy. On this episode, we're going to be doing a Halloween Kills review. Full spoilers, so if you haven't seen the movie yet or you're interested in seeing the movie, I would avoid listening to this for now and come back afterwards to see maybe if our thoughts align with yours. My guest is Phil, who's been on the podcast before. I'm glad he was able to come through because t- trying to break this movie down by yourself is it's very confusing. Phil has his own podcast called Full Tank with Phil. You can find it where all podcasts are located. It's a NASCAR gambling podcast. Uh, and he talks about a lot more than that, but that's the basis of it. He also has an Instagram, Full Tank Phil. You can find him there. He posts parlays and different race bets every race weekend. So if that's something you're interested in, check him out because. I appreciate his help, so give him some love. You can find Frankly Nerdy on Instagram at Frankly Nerdy, F-R-N-K-L-Y, N-E-R-D-Y. I'll try to post more. I, I don't post much, but I need to start doing that. Um, so without any further ado, here is Halloween Kills. If you'd like to say hello, Frank, thanks for having me back on. I love doing this, and uh, you know, doing it remote this time makes it a little easier. So, not seeing your facial expressions is going to be a little bit tougher, you know, when I'm making a point. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it is. It is a little weird, and hopefully, uh, the sound comes through. If not, you know, whatever. Um, we're trying here, so we're learning as we go. Um, before we jump into Halloween kills and just going through that movie and our opinions on it, um, where, what, what is your experience with the Halloween franchise as a whole? Do you like Michael Myers in the Halloween franchise or do you think it's bad? And then, um, I guess, how did that affect your take on this movie going in into it? Um, cause I think that has a huge effect on what you'll take away from this movie. Yeah, so I was on your podcast when we did the Joker breakdown, and I feel like my experience and take on Halloween is similar to that uh, in that the Joker, I kind of said on that episode, like, I'm strictly DC, and I'm not really interested in anything else. I'm strictly Batman, really. And when it comes to, like, horror movies, uh, Halloween is, like, the only one that I really care about. Um, I've seen them all, uh, at some point in my life. And when it comes to like Freddy Krueger or, you know, the Jason movies or, you know, any, anything else, I'm not really interested, uh, as I am with Halloween. And I think personally, the first ever Halloween, the 1978 one is like that holds up as far as like being an overall classic, incredible movie, like by itself. Um, I think that's, that's like a piece of movie history. Uh, so that's where I come in with, with my feelings on it. Um, so I was very excited, you know, for this reboot franchise and, 
Uh, I'm sure we'll get into my feelings, but I, I definitely feel qualified in a way to like have opinions. You know what I mean? I don't feel like I'm just some asshole, uh, you know, talking about stuff I don't know about. Uh, I feel like I have some knowledge and, and history to the, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Um, I've seen all the Halloweens multiple times. Uh, it's one of my favorite franchises. I also like the Friday the 13th. I know you kind of aren't as into those. I think Friday the 13th is like the fun, campy version of what Michael Myers is. They have a lot of cool similar similarities, but uh, it's more laid back. Um, so I, Halloween, I agree. The 1978 Halloween, I think, is a perfect movie. And it is... It might be my favorite movie. If not, it's definitely like a top three or top five. Um, I watch it multiple times every year, and it's always on Halloween night when the trick-or-treaters are coming. I have it on the background, probably hoping that no kids like look into the window or something like that. Um, and I think overall, the franchise holds up pretty well. There's a couple dips, um, but I can watch pretty much all the movies and just have a good time with it. So... Like you said, hearing about this reboot a couple of years ago, I was all in. And um, the 2018 one, I thought I thought it was fine. And uh, this one, I guess we'll go through like part by part. I feel like I'll ebb and flow, like parts I really did enjoy. And then parts that I was just shaking my head and just like, what the fuck are they doing? I, I don't yeah. know. I, definitely a lot of confusing moments in this movie. I wholeheartedly agree and so i guess we'll, we'll transition into this one and um before we kind of fully do that i just want to say like one of the reasons why i think the first one ever is so perfect is it's i mean i guess it was new the music was was perfect like the score was unbelievable yeah. but the the movie itself like when you look at what it was to what it has now turned into it never was like a gory slasher movie like it was it was a creepy you know movie he only really kills a couple people but the whole movie it's all about like yeah (laughs) and so it's all about the the suspense and it's not about like the blood and guts and you know i feel like old man yelling at the cloud but that's it's the the subtle stuff like he's trailing them in the car and like don't feel the reaper don't fear the reapers playing on the radio like shit like that is is like what gives you goosebumps. Like, wow, this is fucking cool. Um, this is completely different. Um, yeah. But I do, because it has advanced, you know, into the, the hardcore gore and flash type stuff. And it, it kind of, if you look at all of them, it's definitely trended that way through all of them. But the one thing I did appreciate through this reboot is they stitch these two movies and the first two movies together like that's that's where i kind of appreciate like it it brings it back and you get that like nostalgia to it but i also as we'll talk about think that that presents a problem that they didn't address so i'll get to that in a second but you can kind of kick us off into um you know how you want to start going through this one yeah and and just to comment yeah i agree like it is it's kind of jarring actually like if you if you watch it in the order they are presenting this new thing it's the 1978 movie skip every other movie and then jump to the 2018 movie if you actually watch them in that order you'd be 
it wouldn't it wouldn't even feel like the same universe because it's so new agey ton of blood ton of gore in your face shit so you know if if they're gonna like just scrap every movie why not just scrap every movie and just make your own michael myers kind of like rob zombie did so i mean i like how they tied it in but it also is like if you're gonna make it so different why bother um now let me ask you a quick question is it is halloween the first one in 1978 and then the second one in the hospital in, in 81 aren't those two technically in the same night or am I misremembering yes, that? They are, yes. It's basically so, so like what they just did with these two. Okay. So and so Halloween two they don't is they scrap supposed it. to be <clears throat> wait, really? They're not they're not referencing no, that at all? I think that's the one where you find out Laurie is Michael's sister. And in this universe they're not related. They're not? No, they're not. <clears throat> She's just a, a girl. Which kind of makes it creepier in a way, but they're not they're not related. Like in the first movie, they never reference Laurie being Michael's like younger sister or anything. She just lives in Haddonfield. <clears throat> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So it's like that I think that's why they, they wanted to get rid of that lore, I guess. Gotcha. Okay. So the second um, movie, yeah, it doesn't really exist. So that one's weird. not included. Well, because because so one of the things a lot of things that kind of are similar to the second movie. The one of the big things that I think is a problem that they don't really address, and, and I don't really know how they can address it. But when you're watching it, they I guess they make an attempt to do this when Tommy Doyle gives that speech at the bar early in the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the first scenes, but he references you know forty years ago or whatever. And it's tough as the viewer to forget about all of the other movies in between. So Stacy is watching it with me and she says, well, why don't people in Haddonfield just leave for Halloween? <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's because this Michael Myers thing happened one time. Yeah, but four people basically died. So that's to us, huge. Yeah. It's not even a big deal. But to us, it's every year. Mm -hmm. So, like they, they needed to address that better. And I guess they took a swing at it with him giving that speech, but I, I feel like they really needed to drive the point home. Like this happened 40 years ago. It was a terrible event. Four people are dead, like really ham it up. And then we can understand like, okay, everything else, like Josh Hartnett is not, uh, well, Jamie Lee Curtis's son. son. Like, right? Yeah, such, that is weird. There's such yeah. rash in between, but yet they, they really don't hit that home. And that's one of the first things that I, I have a problem with. But um, let's, yeah. let's, I guess, bring it back right. and we'll, well yeah, let's just at least start with the opening because uh, this was actually my absolute favorite part of the movie. Um, it opens with Cameron, who is Allison which is Laurie's granddaughter. So they're like kind of dating in the previous movie. Cameron's like walking on his own. He got separated, whatever. Uh, he finds the cop, Frank, um, on the ground bleeding. He was stabbed in the previous movie, whatever. Um, he says basically like he could have stopped whatever. Uh, Michael, I guess, back in 78. So it like does a flashback into his, his night on Halloween in 1978, which was so fucking cool. Like to see Halloween 1978 come across the screen was 
fucking amazing. Um, yeah. And the attention, the detail, like all the old cars, the old uniforms, they had Lonnie like getting bullied, um, by like two fucking chicks and like some creepy ginger kid. Um, <laughs> and so they show, um, Frank Hawkins, he sees Michael down an alley. He takes a couple shots. He misses and Michael disappears and the cops come up and they're like, all right, let's split up. And here, here is one weird part. The other cop that splits up with him is like, yeah, I used to play with Michael as a six year old or some shit. Like my mom used to force me to go play with him. And it's like, why do we need this? Like what? Yeah. It was just weird. Um, Lonnie runs home because a cop like warns them Michael's on the loose. Lonnie runs home. He falls. Michael's like standing right next to him and he's like kind of praying like, don't kill me. Don't kill me. All of a sudden the cops like shake him. They're like, what the hell are you doing? Are you okay? And he's like, the boogeyman was here. And it just so happens he fell right in front of Michael Myers old house. Um, Cue the music. The two cops go in to search. Michael is, in fact, inside, and I thought this was awesome. He just pops out and just starts bashing the cop against the wall. It was very reminiscent of, like, an old-school, not-totally-gory Michael Myers. And yep. uh, he holds the cop to his chest, and the other cop shoots him, kills him um, in, like, a standoff. And Michael, like, walks as fast as anyone's ever walked out of the house because he leaves the room, and then all of a sudden he's at the bottom of the steps, and the cop's, like, missing shots. Um Loomis comes in, which was fucking awesome. Loomis yep. cameo, like, what did he do here? What did he do? Which is classic funny because, Loomis. yeah, yeah, like classic, definitely drunk Loomis. Um, but it's funny because this made me think: Does Loomis even know that the other kids are dead yet? Like, does he even know anyone's been killed? Because I can't. I was trying to remember the 1978 movie. Does Loomis know that anyone's been killed, or does he just know Laurie's being stalked? Because um, I don't know. If I knows. don't remember that. It so just going off of this movie alone, it doesn't seem like he knows because he's saying, "Did he kill again? Yeah, did he did kill, he again? kill again? again?" Which made it seem like, and they're not like shooting you know, him yet, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, and then Loomis puts the gun. He wants to shoot Michael, and the Frank Hawkins stops him, and that's like how his character has like an arc in this whole storyline. He could have prevented everything that's happening present day. And we'll come back to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so I don't know. what do you think of that? Like flashback? I thought it was honestly the best part of the movie. It was, so, it was really cool. To me, it, it, it took me a while to like, really, I, I said out loud, like, how are they stitching this? together and then like finally when it got to the house when when they kill the cop and and then it uh you know they, they catch him and they put him away and then um they stitch it back and then it shows right away it shows uh jamie lee curtis like going to the hospital like in present day um then to me like it all it all came together like okay now they're setting up for some sort of showdown you know with the cop um so i i at first wasn't sure what was going on because i didn't watch the movie i feel like if you watch the movie uh halloween from 2018 right before then it would have been more of an easy transition i just went in cold and i was like kind of mildly confused um at first uh because i forgot that 
Hawkins was like stabbed or whatever yeah, and so, was bleeding out. I thought this was like a new kill. You know yeah, what I mean? So, so I. I it was like, very I confusing from like, I, I don't even remember his character and I'm sure he was a big part of 2018. Like I'm terrible with that kind of, I mean, they, memory. I remembered him as soon as they showed, they, they made a point to pan down to his tag, um, to say Hawkins or whatever. And it's like, okay, that seems like a big deal. Uh, and that character, the guy who plays that is like a pretty big deal. Um, so, that all came together and then I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. And I, you know, was happy about what I was seeing. Um, but kind of like you said, that was the best part of the movie. And, and really that's where it all kind of changed for me. Um, as far as feeling happy. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I said, they kept, that was like the last time you'll see classic Michael in this whole movie. Cause then he goes, uh, what I like to call Jason Statham, Michael Myers, <laughs> like coming yeah. up, he, he goes full Jason Statham. Um, so next they cut to the bar. You meet Lonnie, Tommy, Lindsay, and the nurse from the first movie. Like they're all still alive. You said Tommy tells the story of 1978 and everyone's like, what a weird scene. I don't know. It was kind of weird. It, like, I, I thought do that this scene was year? so poorly done. Like it, it was, it could have been to me. This is just like terrible writing. Like, they yeah. set it up really well, like when, when Tommy was going through and, you know, you're like, oh, wow, the nurse from the first one. Like, they're stitching everything together. Like, mm -hmm. this is cool. Um, it, it's the the, babe, the the girl, Lindsay, that was being babysat and Tommy Doyle. Oh, wow, okay, I remember that. Like, perfect. This is really cool. Because uh, none of the other movies make any attempt to, like, do that. The nostalgia part of it, like, going all the way back, which is a different take on this franchise, which is refreshing. But his speech is so fucking cringe. Oh, it's God. tough to get behind. Like, they, it was just poorly said, poorly written, and then they're all going up to him afterwards, like, like, oh, great job. Like, it was a talent show. And this guy just goes <laughs> off and, and like, reminding everyone that this is like Halloween night is like a somber occasion. Like, okay. He, I don't know. I don't know if it was the actor or if it was, the speech it was just like so poorly done i think it was yeah a little bit of both because i just like i, I just rewatched a little bit of the movie right before we podcast and uh it was very uncomfortable i was like this is so queer it's so weird like um <laughs> yeah and i can't tell if it's the actor or the writing but um the other thing about the whole the whole bar is like he's like you're either too too young to remember or too young too young to remember or too drunk to care something too young to care too drunk to remember that's what he says about the michael myers story and it's like what do you mean dude it was like we already said it was 40 years ago i think three or four people died like that's a big deal but it's not something your town's going to dwell on except for you four people in the bar because you actually had an experience you know what i mean exactly so, i mean that, to make a huge deal exactly. of it just doesn't make sense like if they're going to cut all the other movies out none of this makes sense Totally agree, and that was uh, exactly the point that I was trying to make earlier. Like, as the writers, you have to know that everyone's going to be confused by this. Like, they, they, there were how many movies? Like, <laughs> like 12, twelve movies total now. <laughs> yeah. So you have to treat the audience like you know we're not fucking stupid. Like you, you I don't know. It was tough to to get around, but I agree. Um, and then they introduced the two, the, the black couple, and, and they were strictly 
introduced. There was a few of these, which I found just fodder. Uh, well done. Yeah, like they, they introduced characters just to be killed, which was, you know, obvious, which you need in uh, horror movies um, these days. But, you know, you have uh, the doctor and the nurse, like they, they, for whatever reason, stick around. So, um, and then that bar scene introduces the other mental patient, which is a strange part of this movie too. I like, hated that, dude. yeah, I, I didn't all of that out. Cut, cut. I know all the hospital out too. Almost like, well, I mean, I'm getting ahead of ourselves, but they, that's the first time you see the, again, well, going in cold, yeah. you forget that there's exactly. a mental, like Michael escapes with two other mental patients. And I guess they say it on the news yeah. um, quickly in, the, in this one at the beginning, but you kind of forget like there are, you know, there's more than just Michael out there. So those people at the bar get confused thinking that that's Michael and they all get all riled up. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. actually the mental person, which they don't even realize. Well, so they're chasing the person that's fake. Yeah. Um, so before, so it, it's actually, there's a couple scenes before you meet the mental guy. Cause they cut back to the, which is, this is what I had a problem with. Like they do a lot of cut, cut away, cut back, cut away, cut back. So it's like hard to get like a strict timeline down. True. Um, true. Like, especially with like a couple shit things that happen later. So, um, the next like big scene they show is Laurie's house on fire. Um, yeah. and so I don't know. I'm, I, it's hard for me to just dwell on this because it's obviously just a horror movie, but some of the shit that happens, I just question so much and I get, you have to do stupid shit to die in a heart. I get it. But, um, like why are firefighters going in the house? One, like, do they not know that no one else is in there? Like, or do they think people are in there to be saved? Like, I mean, there should be like ample dead bodies around, right? Like, didn't Michael kill people off front? Like, it was just very weird to be going into that house. Just shoot it with water. Um, even if they don't know Michael's, I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. Um, but I will say, like, when the first firefighter falls through the floor and that door opens up, that was fucking terrifying. Like, imagine yeah, that, being that cool. guy thinking you're going in to save people and that's what you fucking see in the basement. Like Jesus Christ, dude. I know. And that's when you realize as an audience member, like this is a different Michael Myers movie because that's the first like really gory death scene. That whole scene. I mean, I totally agree. You you have to suspend disbelief in horror movies. Um, And why are firefighters going into a house that is clearly (laughs) like, there's no fucking reason. I mean, I'm not a firefighter. No, I mean, there's plenty of family members that are, so maybe they could be experts on this, but like that house is fully engulfed in flames. What is the purpose of trying to go in there? There's none. And you'd have, you'd have to have, like, I would imagine firefighters and police have a crossover radio. So wouldn't they be hearing (laughs) the comms of like people getting murked and needing backup? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's insane. Um, I mean, I guess we're again going to suspend disbelief that Michael is just able to avoid all the fire from that little door that he's in. Somehow um, get out from the basement. Somehow get out. That scene to me was clearly fun. built for the trailer. Like yeah, he emerges yeah. from the front door cool. with fire all around him. Cool like shot. that's pretty cool. But like at the same time, like it's fucking stupid. Like I know. this is 
and, and this, I'm, I'm going to make this point later. So I'm going to hold on to it, but just put a pin in that because it's all leading up to something that I just have a serious problem with, with this movie. Um, and so he, he absolutely murders Jesus. all of these firemen. And like, they're all standing there looking at him come at them. I, this man just walked out of a gulf flaming building. And they're just like standing there like, okay, I guess we're going to fight this guy. Like, yeah, why the fuck are you doing that? It's just so stupid. Do you, do you remember what the first guy does? Well, there was one guy that went up to him with a, yeah. like, an axe or something. Okay. Yeah. That's like a couple guys. The first guy just puts the hose on him and he's just screaming oh, yeah. the hose at him. Well, I think they thought because they're so powerful, it would like knock them back. Because that's like guess, normal maybe. people. Yeah, true. Okay. But that was funny. And he doesn't even, Flint. he doesn't even like <laughs> flinch. And, and the guy holding it, just like he lets him walk all the way up to him. It's baffling. <laughs> like, baffling. After the first spray, you'd be like, oh shit, this is nothing. And like after that, after that guy dies in front of you, wouldn't you all, pe- I mean, maybe run. there's a couple brave run. souls, but like most people would run. They wouldn't have all stayed, you would imagine. Yeah. 11 yeah, people. 11 people he kills there because they say it on the news later in the bar that he killed 11 oh first responders. And oh it's so God. action-y. I didn't like that. I didn't like how he's like, like I said, like a Jason Statham. He's just like blocking one dude. He's grabbing this. Guy. It's just, I don't know. It was cheesy. It was like Fast and he's Furious not, or something. Yeah, he's not the Michael Myers of the first one where it was like slow, methodical, like, you know, vicious in his own way this was like completely different person um yeah and even so. uh the next scene kind of shows that too the next uh like they do the hospital real quick you see annie's dad's working at the hospital it's a cool little cameo um then it goes to that old couple the white guy and the black woman the older couple and he has like sleep apnea and he can't sleep and shit and she's like flying a mini drone. Like, what the fuck is going on in this house? Like, I I thought they were adorable. They were, like, but what's going Jesus on? And drink some wine. That was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that see. was when that couple dies. Is another indication. Like this is this is another, you know, calling card of like just a super slasher film because he kills them so viciously mm-hmm. and like. I don't understand. Like, I guess, are they trying to symbolize like he's, he's frustrated that Laurie got the best of them in the other house. Like he murders the husband and then slashes the wife's throat. She sits there dying with a tube light. And you see all the blood like go into the tube. It was ridiculous. And then she's dying, like bleeding out. What he forces her to watch him take the husband put the husband on the kitchen table and stab the husband three times in the back, like to the knife's just like sticking out through his back. Like what was the purpose of that? Other than to say like, he's super pissed that he got, you know, bested. I, I didn't, I didn't understand. Or to say like, this is a super graphic movie. Yeah. It was, it was like off brand. I felt like, like it Very. it's not how like the violence fine, but then I, I I didn't mind like him doing the glass door and then whatever with her, the tube. It was a little weird that he sought out the tube light when there was a thing of knives, whatever. But like to stab repeatedly was kind of strange. I felt like. Yeah. 
Um, so, and then, yeah, she, then he takes one more knife and you think, oh, he's going to finish her off and he just leaves. So like, is she alive for the third movie? Like, I don't know how they're <laughs> doing that. Like, is she like, is the third movie gonna I be like 20 years later and she's telling a story in a bar? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. It was just weird. I don't know. The whole, I don't know the fucking vibe of this movie. Um, so yeah, now they go back to the bar again. And this is when Lonnie gets the phone call. So I guess a couple bar scenes ago, we, you know, the mental guy is there. He's in the car. The black couple goes out and the fucking cuck husband leaves his wife to get his stethoscope inside. Even though the news just reported 11 first responders were murdered. He leaves <laughs> her to go back inside. Like what a fucking douchebag. Um, and then the mental guy crashes his car. Um, Lonnie gets a phone call from his son and that's kind of where it starts to set off the mob, I guess. Mob mentality takes over. Mm -hmm. Tommy Doyle is like, uh, you know, yeah, which, which I didn't, this is, I didn't like most of this, the whole Michael's crazy, but the people of Haddonfield are just as crazy and insane and it's like yeah. Michael and Tommy are like juxtapositioned to be like two evil doers. And it's like, no, the mob's mad because there's people dying and they want to seek justice. Like it gets a little out of hand, but I mean, they're kind of justified. I don't think they're crazy. I don't think they're wrongdoers for what they're doing. Like, I mean, they end up doing something kind of wrong by uh, chasing down the wrong person which I guess is what they try to highlight. I don't know. I, I didn't like any of this. It was so stupid and unnecessary. So I can tell you, we can hit all those points right now, like the, the wrongful death situation. Like, just, let's just knock out all of, like, yeah, the mob mentality that, parts like right now. Is. Because, yeah, when they first, so Tommy Doyle gives a speech, like, outside the bar or inside the bar, one of them, trying to get everyone together, like, saying, like, all right, we need to come together as one to take down Michael Myers. Like he's back and you know, we can do this as a community. And to be honest, when I first heard that part, I was like, I'm in like, that's kind of cool because no one in the history of this Michael Myers series, all of them, all 12 of them, has there been a instance like that where it's like, okay, let's all fight one. You know what I mean? Seth, We're all going to team up. Do you remember? I don't know how well you know, like after number three, but I think number four, all the rednecks get together. And do you remember they shoot the guy? Well, the they bush? kill the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah. But, those, that's but they just still like a mobbed tiny up is group. what I mean. Yeah, I know. But that was fucking funny. Tommy's getting like literally the entire town together. Literally a hospital full of people. Yeah. And so, but this is, so this is two problems I have with this. I, when I first heard, I was like, I'm in. Let's see where this goes. I think this could be good because it's going to be, you know, uh, a large fishing net, really, with everybody together. Um, but they break out into tiny little groups. And, and it's fucking infuriating. Like, the first scene after that, all of the people that they highlighted that survived the first attack get got. And it's like, mm. why are you by yourselves? What happened to this mom mentality shit? Where the fuck is Tommy Doyle? Why are you not all roaming together as one in this like huge army that you just talked about? Instead, you're getting out of the car, going by yourself so up into the park. Like it's just 
Yeah, like even that, so, she could have brought the rest of the people in the car even. Then she would have yeah. at least been one of four instead of one. It, 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 it did not. I'm so dumb. Immediately, I was like, okay, fuck this. Like, um, I was excited to see how they were going to take it, and then they didn't. They, they continue to do the same old bullshit, same old horror movie stuff where they make the wrong scenes. You're telling, you're yelling at the TV, like, why are you doing this? Like, why is no one in the driver's seat of this car? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just, you know, then all those people that they highlighted died except for Lindsay. Lindsay. Yeah. Um, but the nurse gets killed and then the, cool. Cause it like reminisced back to the first movie where he jumps exactly. on the roof and grabs her. He hair. Gets her like, that was kind of cool. <laughs> She's like, I like that. this is for Loomis. No bullets. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? Like, and that, that was that was rough. But yeah, like, that part was cool, like almost exactly jumping on the roof of the car. Then the black couple dying, like the, the nurse and the doctor. Mm-hmm. She ends up shooting herself in the head. Like that was just like, yeah. and, then, and he's like looking at her like, you kidding me? Yeah, well, he did that like head thing that he does, like that side yeah. to side, which I, I love. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, but Also, the kids... Um, cause they were earlier in the movie, but we didn't really talk about it. Um, or I guess it kind of comes up, whatever, cause we're kind of jumping around. It doesn't matter. But the kids went to the gay couple's house or yeah, two eligible bachelors. Couple. I don't know. They never say that they're gay. No. Um, Big John, little John. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they like fuck with them. And those three kids are the ones that are in the park later that Lindsay tries to save. But, um, they have the masks from Halloween three, which was pretty cool. Like I thought yeah, that I was that. a nice little cameo. But again, it's like if you're ignoring these movies, I don't know. Um, should you have yeah, cameos sure. like that? Make your like mind. The Silver Make Shamrock exists in this universe because it even had like the logo. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Lindsay somehow hides. It reminded me. I don't know if you ever saw Lord of the Rings, but where like Frodo and them hide from the horse in the woods right <laughs> under the tree stump. It was like exact same scene. And Michael's like just sniffing around. Um, so, yeah. So I guess just real quickly, they do introduce Big John, Little John. The kids mess with them, uh, get them to come out of the house so that they can steal their candy. And that's important to remember for later that they're being messed with by kids. Um, and then they scare them off because they, the gay couple actually lives in the Myers house. And it's just all redone and nice, which is pretty cool. I thought, I thought that was cool. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Once you find out that it's the Myers house, like then you're like, Oh boy, these two are, are totally <laughs> fucked. Toast. But I thought those guys played an awesome role. Like the one guy is the dude from Ad T V who mm-hmm. does Stuart. Stuart. And then yeah. the other guy is from the Mick and a couple other shows, um, where he's like a I mean, they were like the comedic relief. Like they were awesome, I thought, uh, in this movie. They they did a great job of playing a, a perfect little role. Um, for the the audience, but uh, yeah. So they, you know, getting back to the mom mentality thing. I mean, they 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 don't follow it, and half the crew that we got introduced to early is like dead right away. Um, and so then <laughs> yep. Tommy Doyle ends up at the hospital, and uh, the mom mentality he revs everybody up again. And by the way, now we're about like forty minutes into the movie, and we've seen Laurie Strode like once. But, so that is another thing that pissed me off. Like they, they say like Jamie Lee Curtis and like, she's barely in this fucking thing, but she's at the hospital. So that's kind of how they get her screen time. Um, but yeah, which I didn't even the, appreciate. 
<laughs> yeah. The hospital was stupid. Um, it was like a love story in the hospital. It was very weird. <clears throat> it was it was horrible. Like her her scenes were terrible. Um, but just I'll finish the point of the momentality. The he revs everybody at the hospital. The police can't even like intervene. Like everybody's just like totally absorbed by this. Like they start chanting like evil dies tonight as if like that's some <laughs> yeah. sort of like, yeah. you know, earth shattering, like goosebump getting praise. And then they end up tracking down the mental patient and, and forcing him to jump off a, you know, four story building, yeah. um, which was sad because was sad. he was sad. clearly deranged and it was like a very, and that they're trying to, it's like symbolism. Like this is what happens when, yeah. you know, thought and reason go out the window, like literally, um, he went out the window and, and died. So Tommy Doyle, his, you know, game plan really, uh, got fucked there, I think. And, and that's when he realized like, okay, he's not in control. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, did we, I don't know. Did we need to, it just it felt like too messagey like it's just a horror movie like do i need to think this i don't know you took it as preachy not not really preachy but like they were trying to like like they clearly set like set it up like look at what happens when like you're supposed to kind of take like a moral value from it i felt like like hey don't snap jo-. and also tommy like they all, they know Michael Myers wears a mask and a jumpsuit. Like, if they know anything about Michael Myers, so why does everyone keep pretending this short little fat bald guy is Michael Myers? Yeah, that was like, that's very weird. Confusing. Like, they just hunt down a guy that no one's really even seen. They just keep following like what they think was a guy that was Michael Myers, and then clearly they can all see him from all. I don't know. I just didn't like any of it, and it. It didn't feel preachy. It just felt like I don't need this message in a horror movie. Like you're making a movie where a guy's like just decimating people. Like, do I need to take any morals from this at all? I don't know. I just felt a little weird about it. Also, why does Tommy yeah. have old Huckleberry? Like, why did the black bartender let him take his granddaddy's like baseball bat? So that strange. was another thing. It was just so stupid. Like they like keep showing this bat. baseball bat with a guitar riff. It's like, oh, what's this gonna do? Yeah, against a guy who literally just walked out of a fucking burning building. Yeah. Um, Murdered a lot but anyway, by himself. But yeah. Yeah, luck. by himself. Good luck with that baseball bat. Uh-huh. Um, so <laughs> the Tommy Doyle thing, like I immediately didn't like him because of his speech, but then once he started like getting everybody behind him, I was like, okay, I could get, I could get into this. And then I immediately went back to hating him. Um, and he was supposed yeah. to be like the likable hero. And because, because Laurie Strode was out. She was on the bench, you know, and they needed somebody to step in as like the, the hero. And, um, he was it. And his first attempt at being that went down the the tubes with this mental hospital guy killing himself. So it was really tough. Yeah. It was weird. And also like talking about Laurie, like basically being out of the movie, like a standard in horror, um, like one of the big things about horror is that like it's very pro female. Like the female is almost always the fine like the final girl is like a term. Um, and like the woman always is the strong one who survives. 
And like the way they marketed this movie was like Laurie's gonna fuck Michael Myers up, and like she's not even in the movie, and like Tommy Doyle's like the main guy. It, it was it was so weird. Like you have an opportunity to like I don't know, I don't know. It was it was just all weird. It was, it was all wrong. I don't know. It was so strange. It, it was all wrong because you talk about the final you know girl or whatever. You've got Laurie Strode. You've got Laurie's daughter. And then you've got Lori's granddaughter, which and they do to show me, a little right, like, but they do. But it seemed as if the first movie was written, and then it was like a new set of writers that was just like so confused as to how to get these people screen time. Like, there's right. no continuity. There's no like, are they even in any scenes together? Like, as a very like, few at three, the hospital, just like maybe once. Yeah, like just, right when she gets brought to the hospital, basically. Whereas the first movie was all about them coming together. And it, it was like, know. you know. That's what I'm saying. Like, they it, have this opportunity. It, they market it as horrible. like a pro-female thing. And they're just like, nah, fuck it. We'll, focus, we'll, just, we'll just show you what happened to all the guys from the 1978 movie, just so you can never ask again. That's almost yeah. like what this movie was. It was like, hey, let's just button up 1978. Like it didn't need to be done. Like you could have had her daughter be the star or the granddaughter and they kind of come in at the end, but even that's not great. No. And I guess the daughter kind of saves the granddaughter in a way, but still it wasn't great. We, I guess we still have to see what happens with the next one. True. And maybe this movie is just the, you know, it means the end. Um, so they brought in a bunch of characters like Tommy Doyle and, and all the 1978 folks, like just to get us to the next phase of this trilogy, which, you know, maybe we'll end up looking back saying like, okay, that was worth it. But, uh, in terms of this movie and, and how it connects to the first one, like with the, the family, Laurie Strode, like if you're listening to this, you probably don't care about spoilers, but if you want to watch this movie because of the Laurie Strode element to it, you're in for a terrible surprise yeah. because she's not in it. Yeah. She's simply not in the movie. She's, she's, there's one scene where she tries to get out of the hospital bed and storms like, what the fuck are you going to do? And then she goes right back to the hospital bed. Like that's, that's it. That's really all she does. Did you, okay. So just really quickly, since you brought that scene up, did you guys crack up when she like stabs herself with the adrenaline needle? It was so unnecessary Why and did yeah she jab did. it so hard like she could have just put it in and plunged it down she just yeah sh she like stabbed herself with me and christina were cracking up like what the fuck is why did she do it like that that's gonna hurt so, so bad she, she, she takes the nurse out of the room kicks the nurse out and then stabs herself viciously <laughs> like as hard it. as possible <laughs> harder than like Michael stabbed that guy <laughs> yeah. three times. Yeah. Um, it was fucking insane. We were cracking up. We were like, why did she that. do that? I mean, I guess like, it's dramatic. Say, like, I'm back. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was, but then she doesn't go anywhere. She no. sits right back down it's next like to hit. shit she gets from like Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. In the hallway and the mob like bumps her. Yeah. And she's like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. that's right. I was stabbed. I like, literally just had surgery. That's right. But, you know, the, the hospital scene, I... I didn't realize that Halloween two was not part of this timeline. So I was thinking this whole time before the mental institution guy jumped and before that whole kind of part of the story came to an end, I was thinking that they were setting up some sort of hospital scene with Michael 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To kind yeah. of be like a flashback to the first, like that would have been cool. But now hearing that they're not even in the same world and it's just, uh, I'm, I'm so disappointed by the, the Jamie D. Curtis part of it. Yeah. And just really quick, cause there's only a couple scenes left, but, um, so if you do get rid of all the movies and she's not related, what, like what makes you think Michael still wants to hunt her? Because I think they kind of allude to it in this one. I can't remember, but like the doctor in the 2018 one brings Michael to the specific location and then Michael starts killing. It wasn't like, I don't think Michael like sought Laurie out. Like, I don't think he even I, I, seeks her out. I just remember. like coin- I, I, Yeah. I can't remember completely, I'm, but like still, why would he go after Laurie? Like, wouldn't you think like every fucking time he goes back to his house in 1978, he went back to his house according to this new lore. So like, wouldn't he go back to his house? Like he went back yeah. to his house, even though he didn't kill Laurie in 1978, like he went back and there was no one living there at that time. So you'd think, I don't know. I don't know. Like when, when did you at least put two cops out front of that house or so? I don't know. It's very strange how the police handle this whole thing too. They just kind of let the mob do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, I mean, I guess they try to, the tiny quick scene in the mob mentality part of the hospital, they show the police chief or whatever, that guy with the cowboy hat, who's like overwhelmed. Pretty badass. So, yeah, but it makes it seem like, I think that's supposed to say like, okay, the police are helpless here. Which is fair, Um, but like, still do your duties of like, hey, this is where he murdered people, and this is where we arrested him. I don't know, put at least one guy there, because like... I don't know. Whatever. I, I guess, guess it's easy. Yeah, say, it, but. And so I'm shocked that Lori is not his, or Lori is not his uh, sister in this. That like totally makes me even more angry. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, cause it brings all those questions to light. Like what, what is the purpose of this whole entire fucking thing? Um, but he does go home and there's two gay guys Big John and Little John have a showdown with him. Which is cool, um, too, because they, they think the kids cool are scene. fucking with him at first, right? Because he knocks at they the back door. Back. He looks yeah, at the back door, knocks at the, knock the front, open the front. Did you lock the back? Goes to the mm-hmm. back door, bloody handprint. Yeah. Someone's Very cool. But again, they split and up. <laughs> this group is on different John. floors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Big John. Yeah, that was kind of funny. I thought that was funny. Just calling each other out. I got this knife, Big John. I got this. I got this little knife. He takes knife, a, a wine and cheese knife. <laughs> um, they were funny. They were great. He kills them both, and um, stabs. You know, he, he does stabs the tough guy in the armpit, and then ends up like I guess slaughtering him. Um, and then Damn. when the other guy, the more like you know Stewart. weaker of the two, Stewart sees him. You know, he, he says, Michael, you've come home. And Michael's staring out the window in the bedroom, like out to the front street. Which is like cool. that part's cool. Because then he gets killed. That, remember, they yeah the flashback he was doing that because he saw the footprints on the floor. Yep, that's exactly right. Um, so that which goes is cool. to the first. But why yeah. did he not run away? <laughs> he's like, ah, Michael, just, you're home. Uh, you want to grab yeah. like a bite to eat? Like he's like, act, he's yeah. like talking yeah. to him. I guess he's a so, shock. Like he's, he's, 
devastated. That's the one part that that guy didn't get right or that scene didn't get right. Is like he's devastated that his, you know, best friend and lover is dead. And he's like really upset and all that. And then he snaps out of it and says, oh, Michael, you're home. Like yeah. totally weird. Not devastated. It was like really uh, poorly executed. But I still think the scene overall was cool to have him staring out, like you said, flashback to the beginning of the movie, all that. Um, and, you know, this is where it really starts to wrap up mm-hmm. with Tommy Doyle on them. Yeah, so I think out the granddaughter, Allison, and her boyfriend go into the house first, and they, like, search for Michael, I believe. So the dad drives up. The dad says, again, they're all split up. Yeah, Still after, you know, everything that went down, Tommy Doyle is <laughs> not organized. No. And the fucking dad, son, and girlfriend are riding around that truck together in the middle of the night. And he says, all right, don't don't follow me in here. Stay in here. And then they hear a gunshot almost immediately. Oh, the dad's yeah. dead. Okay. And then uh, Lonnie, isn't that Lonnie? Yeah, right, the guy who was bullied. So all the characters except for Lindsay are dead from the first movie. And um, then the two kids go in. And the son gets just ravaged by Michael, like oh my God. just an absolutely vicious death. And, and you'd think for a second, Allison may have saved him, right? Yes. Which yes. was so cool. That was kind of cool. He he beats the living shit out of him. And yeah, you think that she kind of came through for him in the end. Who knows if he would have survived his injuries, but then Michael finishes him off and it's like, whoa, okay. Yeah. that was. Then she's crazy. fighting him and, um, you knew Stacy and I knew that the pitchfork on the front porch was going to come into play at some point in time. Sure. Um, cause they showed that so many times. Yeah. Um, again, this is Michael's house that the, the two gay guys had like made their own. It was like a really nice modern house. Mm-hmm. So they had modern decorations and stuff. And they kept showing this pitchfork for Halloween out front. And as the granddaughter is fighting him off, the, granddaughter's mom so Lori's daughter saves the day and, and you know she's coming because the granddaughter looks up you know kind of behind his shoulder and, and you see her coming and then she grabs his mask right when he's on the ground or something she stabs him with the pitchfork and then uh, she's the one who gets the mask off of him and like, and like runs away taunts him like a cat and mouse game kind of to save, you, to save the granddaughter, she like does to save the granddaughter. Yeah, to get him away because she knows she can't really. He's probably not dead, <laughs> so she just the granddaughter is fucked up too. She she like broke her ankles or something. Yeah. She was like really damaged, so she had no shot. And then yeah, she's playing like a trap game. You knew you knew yeah. she had the. It was like a bait, baiting yep. him to come out. Did you like this part? Like, so she baits him to come out, and then. She's like, got you, bitch, or something like that. And the mob, what's remaining of the mob, is there to beat the shit out of Michael. I, so this is my biggest problem with the whole movie. Like, I thought this scene was cool. Like, it was kind of depressing to see, like, a balding Michael Myers. Like, you, yeah, I didn't love like, that. Like, you see the back of his head. And as a balding person myself, like, I can tell you, it was, it was <laughs> rough to see. Um, but, like, I thought her little quip of like, gotcha or whatever she says to him is badass. Like mm-hmm. that was cool. 
I thought finally, okay, like the mob has come together, you know, they're all there. And like, this is how you bring them down. Like in all the movies, even though the rest of them are not part of the timeline, like you always get away because you think you got them and then you look yeah. away. Well, there's not going to be any chance that any of these people are going to look away because mm-hmm. there's so many of them. Right. So yeah. I was like really pumped. Yeah. I and agree. it was pretty cool. They, they beat the shit out of them, shoot them like three times and stab them again and, and beat them with that baseball bat from Tommy Doyle and like that big <laughs> bar. And then she and gets the final blow that like kill, she gets kills the final him. blow. And all this is happening while Jamie Lee Curtis and Hawkins are in the hospital room talking to each other about kind of cool. Like, yeah, it was all coming together. Like, okay. They're talking about how he's not, the same anymore. Like he's a, he's not what Hawkins thought he was when he saved him. Yeah, like, and God. he's a different animal. He's every, not a human. Every time he kills, he gets strong. Like, like that, like alluding to, yeah, he's a superhero, a super villain and, almost. And yeah. And all that's happening as you see the B roll of them beating the living shit out of him. And then he's down and she gets the final blow. What does she do to like? She takes his knife and I think stabs him in like the shoulder, upper back area or neck, something like that. Yeah, and then she his goes knife back. too, which was kind of cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the it was know, it was badass. Like that was cool. You're like, oh shit, okay, this will be an interesting. Where are they going to pick up the third movie? Like, because I knew there's a third movie, so it's like, where are they going to go with this? Exactly. Um, and <laughs> but, this this to me seems like it's got like Game of Thrones writers problems like the last season how everyone hated Game of Thrones because the writers fucked it up like they had it they had everything good she went back to the house the granddaughter's there the cops are finally there like she's there and like you know they got him and all this stuff and then again with the B-roll uh, with people talking about you know all dramatic Michael gets up and it's the Jason Statham. Yeah, that was. I think I think it was it. fucking horrible. Like I did like that he he's. I don't know. Yeah, I was torn on it because yeah, it's stupid, but because there's so many people there. Like if if everyone left and it was just Tommy, that could have been cooler. But like this man clearly took him down once. Like just do the same thing again, guys. Like just do rally. it again. Yeah, just keep rallying. But so I guess. I was thinking to myself, all right, I'm all pissed off about what happens here because she gets up and kills everyone. Yes. Which is absurd. Yes. Um, he becomes like this monster who just cannot be taken down. He's all fast, like you were saying earlier. He's fast, really, you know, quick on his feet. Um, all like, of his motions like are just like the rest. movie if you go by the time. Yeah. Too, which is nuts. Exactly. Whatever. I guess they so he superpowers. He is this like absolute freak monster now. He's not a human. Which, how are it? Just are you Jason Voorhees or are you Michael Myers? I know, you know and that's the, the son of Judith Myers. Like, oh, like it doesn't make sense because he was just shot three times, stabbed in the neck, stabbed with a pitchfork, all this stuff. And I get it. Like, it sounds like sour grapes and it's a horror movie. It's like whatever. But I was trying to think. Okay, I'm all mad that he gets up and literally kills everyone in the street. But what would I have expected? Because they are doing a third movie. And I think my answer to that is like, if you were to get up and kind of show like he's damaged and like 
send them off, you know, to like a point where like he knocks a couple people out cold, like with a punch or something. And he gets into a vehicle and like drives away. That would have been sufficient for me to be like, okay, now he's loose and there's, you know, another movie coming and they'll finally get him in the last movie because it's literally called Halloween Ends. And so, yeah. like, that's, that's how I would have liked that to go. For him to get up and have superhero strength and just destroy everyone who just beat the shit out of him rubs me the wrong way. And then you end up at the I final scene. I did like the final. I, I think the final scene was fucking cool if you took out the mob part. Like, you know what I mean? You can't have both. Um, because, because like you said, getting up and being super hit, man, is... Um, so, like, as he's murking all the people in the mob, they're doing the jump cut thing again, where Laurie's daughter is looking up at Michael Myers, the window where he killed Judith, and young Michael Myers' reflection is, like, in the window. So she goes into the house almost like she's compelled by him. Um, and as she's like going in the house, I think as she's like walking up the steps, they keep cutting back to him killing the mob. I'm killing sure. everyone. Yeah. So it's like they're splicing it in. She's slowly going farther up into the house. And at the same time, Michael's finishing the mob off and Tommy Doyle. Um, and then Laurie's daughter gets to Judith's room. She stares out the same window Michael's been staring at. Um, multiple times through the movie and you see his mask come through in the background and he kills her, he stabs her. Um, thought that was kind of, I, I don't know, I kind of like that. I like that scene in Asylum. I like yes. well, the, the, the reflection that she saw and you went up and you're like, oh, what's going on here? Like, is she kind of becoming evil? Like, is That's she... what I thought at first, right? Like, is she the next Michael Myers? But if they, but they were doing the B-roll shit, so you kind of knew. But that would have been interesting. It, it just, again, no continuity to the old movie. It was the not the old one, the uh, the one that just happened in 2018. Because you've set up these characters: that's mother, daughter, granddaughter. These three, these three are going to bring him down, and then you just out of fucking nowhere kill the daughter like and not only that he must be talk about being fast he kills all these people in the street must have been like 25 people in the street walks somehow undetected right into that fucking house where there's a police presence and everybody out front mm -hmm. up into the bedroom and kills him. like that to me was just like so fuck you to the fans like watching it's like it was weird. Yeah, like I, I I'm that, willing to think about it. Belief, yeah, it's kind of shitty. I'm willing to suspend it, but I can't accept this. It, this just doesn't make sense. Like as an Again, ending, it's not good, but as a scene, I thought it was cool. But yeah, like you're saying, exactly. it doesn't make any fucking sense to end the movie. And that's that. how you end it. Like so, so what? Laurie's gonna get out of the hospital now and and be so pissed off that the daughter's dead. Like just. You had to keep those three together. Those three were what you were kind of basing everything off of. We needed that showdown again. Like, they, they busted him in the first one. He came back in the second one. All right, third one, they get the showdown again. To kill one of them for no apparent reason. Like, that was so, again, the scene was cool, but I wish it was like yeah. uh, a, a random person, or maybe that's how you kill Tommy Doyle or something. Like, not... 
the dawn. Like I just didn't, it seems so pointless to me why you would do that. Yeah. Like maybe a police um, officer checking the scene or something like yeah. the gay guy was dead up to both gay guys, I guess were still up there or maybe they got the bodies out. I think they probably got the bodies like a guy out. inspecting the scene. Yeah. That would why, have been so much more. That would have been way better because then, you know, he's still alive, but no one's significance gone. They kind of just waste her. They kind of waste all three women in this movie who were so strong it, in the previous one. And that's a huge problem I had. And it almost seems to me, if we're kind of trailing into the next one here, yeah, it seems to me like maybe I just need to like recalibrate my expectations because I thought this whole time that like movies, this trilogy is going to end with three of them standing tall. Mm-hmm. Clearly one's dead for, again, no reason. But this movie almost sets up that cop, Hawkins, to be the one to finish him off. That's true. Because they made such a big deal about him in this movie. I didn't think about that. And he even says that at the beginning. He's like, I need to be the one to kill him or something like that. He says that at the beginning of the movie. And you get the background story that, you know, if in any other sense is unnecessary, to hear about how he saved Michael from being shot by Loomis. Um, you know, why would we need to know that if he's not going to be playing some sort of major part? So clearly in the third one, like the two old motherfuckers are going to be, yeah, I mean, the two old people are going to come out of the hospital, Warrior and and officer Hawkins are going to come and, um, fuck shit up. But I I don't know. So if that is the route they want to take, fine, I'll watch that. Yeah. Uh, but I just, at this point, after what we just watched, how, how could this possibly end? He's not, he's not human. He can't die. And what fun is it if he can't die? That's why I don't like Superman. Like, exactly. I was, I was going to bring that point up too. Superman's like the worst superhero for that reason. Like, yeah. he can do everything. So what's the point? Yeah. Unless you have Krypton. If, 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 if you, you know, like I said, drove off, injured, like a, you know, fucked up uh, wolf or something, you know what I mean? Like, and went to kind of lick his wounds. Like, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But to get up the way he did and just slaughter everyone, there's no point. Yeah, like he hasn't there really isn't that, a point. Like, at all. No. Um, okay, so I like that theory. That actually makes absolute sense because I think also, I saw a headline. I didn't read the article because who gives a fuck? But I think Jamie Lee Curtis the headline was like, Jamie Lee Curtis says fans won't like Halloween ends. Like they're not going to like it. And maybe that, like that could be why, like the fact that Hawkins is the hero, even though we've been following Jamie for 40 years, you know what I mean? That could be a huge part. Um, The thing I was thinking was because I don't know how, like, I don't remember four five and six of the old movies too well, but I know they tried to bring in like supernatural shit into that especially I think the sixth one. And I was wondering if like that will be Halloween ends. Like maybe they'll need to like almost do almost like an exorcism kind of thing. Like that's what I was kind of thinking. Like it ends with like, you can't just fucking kill this guy. There's more to it. There's like more, but like you'd think maybe they'd have to set that up in this. So I don't know. Your theory is probably the most sound is that Hawkins Ends the does but, the final blow, but what would be the final blow if it's called that, Halloween? That's ends, what I was gonna say. How the fuck do you kill this guy? You decapitate him. That happened. Well, I guess it doesn't matter, but it happened in Halloween H two O. Like 
clearly, uh, I mean, that doesn't count, but still, he's been shot a bunch. It beat the shit out of on fire. He was in a house fire. Definitely smoke inhalation. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, there's no way to do it. Like, if, if, if Hawkins was going to do it and it was going to have, like, this huge character arc, it would be he takes someone by the neck and Hawkins shoots him dead in the head instead of killing his partner. You know what I mean? It's like the same scene just over again. Like, True. that's the, the shitty... Um, oh, that could be... That might be something like... Yeah, like, it'll end with, like... Like, he, he needs his mask or off or something, and you shoot him in the head. I, I don't know. Maybe you have to burn his house down, and he has to die, like, in his house. I, I don't know. There's some so, sort of element to it that way. Could be the mask. I really I don't the know. Ma- they Remember? Okay, so in the 2018 one, they bring the mask back, but when he was a kid, he didn't... Uh, I don't know. That is strange, because it, when he escapes the mental institution, he doesn't have the mask, but the podcasters bring him the mask in the 2018 one. They like show yeah. it to him, and all the insane people go nuts, and Michael just stands there. So yeah, the mask could maybe have some shit around it, but it was just stolen from like a drugstore. So yeah, it just—I don't know. It's there's so much. Uh, it's, I don't know. I feel like they could have done better, but I think you. It just feels like it's right. two different. It feels like two different movies, even though it's trying its best to be connected. It spent more time trying to connect with 1978 than it did the movie that was directly in front of it. And yeah, while it, I appreciate the nostalgia, yes. it, it, there's so many questions and it makes me not have fun watching it because I'm just like so frustrated thinking about all these questions. So, there's so much and I, you know, we're taking it too seriously. For yeah, sure. But that's the thing. Like realistically, it's a fine horror movie, right? Like if you, yeah, if you take I mean, all the Michael Myers out of it and you just pop this on, not knowing anything, it's not a bad horror movie for today's standards. No, you get the gore and like got the, the jump scares, got the gore. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely solid in that sense. Like one of my buddies that I play Call of Duty with was like, "Oh yeah, how is that? I heard he has a lot of good kills." Yeah. I'm like, "Well, if that's what you care about, then you're going to have a blast because the kills are graphic and they're interesting and they're different." Um, yeah. and he's like, "Okay, the kills are that sounds good, good to me." I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like that, and that's why I said at the beginning, like I, because I, I didn't really know how much Halloween you've watched. I know you know the original stuff, um, but I think that plays into it because, like, fans of the series are definitely going to criticize it way more than someone who maybe like is my brother's age who knows the original movies, but he's not like he hasn't probably watched all of them, and he'll just go into it as, "Hey, this is a new horror movie," and it has that guy from the movie I remember as a kid. You know what I mean? Whereas I know all of them. uh, I've watched them multiple times. I'm like kind of into it. So like this doesn't make sense. And I have a lot of questions. And so do you. Like there's too many questions. So it makes you, it takes you out of it a little bit because you're just questioning everything. You're just looking at it with like a, like that one emoji where you're like, you know, got your hand to your face. Like what? Like questioning it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's how I watch like basically half the movie. But, you know, if I rewatched it kind of without trying to think through it as hard, maybe I would enjoy it more, but it's tough to do when you're putting together a trilogy to kind of be the, the last trilogy. Um, yeah. But, Which, you know. I kind of want to watch the 2018 one again because I feel like that one's going to be a letdown too going back. But um, uh, also just to mention, the Rotten Tomatoes is 39% for critics and 71% for audience. So that's pretty good. I mean, that's actually wow. really good. 71%? Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. Unless it wasn't higher than I was, thought. When I was watching it on Peacock, it like popped up. So I'm assuming that's accurate. Um, yeah. But yeah, 71%. I thought 39% was the audience because that's what I kept seeing online. Critic scores don't really matter. It's the audience matters. So 71% is pretty impressive. Critics are pussies. Um, yeah, they're the audience, pussies. The audience score is tough to get a good score. I mean, if you had said, hey, okay, over under flows 50, yes, I would have said <laughs> the audience score was under for sure. I mean, I didn't think it was that good of a movie, but uh, clearly people liked it. So that's good. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I will rejudge this movie after the third one to kind of see how everything all fits together because uh, there's a party that's just holding out hope that there's more to it. Yeah. Well, I like your theory. I mean, I think that's what I'm going to run with actually now unless <laughs> I think more about it, but your theory seems right. Um, yeah. So what would well, you, I'll, I'll what would you, you rank it? Like out of a five star, what would you put it at? Uh, five star, I'll give it two. Two? Okay. Yeah, I'd probably yeah. go like two and a half. Maybe three max because yeah. yeah, it depends on the person, but yeah, I'd probably go. Um, but yeah, all right, the, cool. The last <laughs> thing I'll leave you with, real quick, is you know after Halloween ends, I can't imagine they're going to touch this. You know, they seem to touch it like every ten, fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, I need a remake of Season of the Witch. And they need to do it the right way. Yeah. And a more scary, creepy way. Like, that's the one movie in the franchise that's not Michael Myers. And I think they could do that nowadays in a much better way um, than it was back then. Like, there's so much. There's a a foundation there. There's a skeleton in that movie that you can base a new movie off of. And I think that would be pretty sick. That's all I'll say. You Um, know. I think there were rumblings on the internet about either a reboot or like the guy, Tom Atkins being involved in a continuation of that specific movie. I I saw like headlines and they kept talking about Halloween three and like Tom Atkins maybe coming back or something like that. So that could be interesting because that, I think that's, that's like one movie that like definitely I don't think was a big hit when it came out. And now like people love it because it's, I mean, it is like a fun, it's a fun Halloween time movie. It's the only one people hated it because they didn't realize Michael Myers wasn't in it. True. You know, the fucking title says it, but, um, the looking back on it now, it's a novelty. Like it's, it's yeah. People like, you love know, it now. the only one that's different. And so I think there's, you can change the storyline a little bit around, but you can take that foundation and you can mold that into something that's like real deal. You can make a new trilogy out of that. Oh yeah, totally. for sure. But, um, that's a good idea. So I, I would expect something like that in the next five years. True. But yeah, not so, yeah. just want to throw that out there, get a, get something out there in the atmosphere to see what happens. So when it does, I can look back on this and say, yeah, Phil called it. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, thanks for sitting down and talking with me. Appreciate it because you yeah, definitely helped us get... through some of this shit. I know. It feels like a therapy session. It does. Got to this off my chest. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks, Frank. Yeah, thank you. The goblins get you if you don't watch out to take you and shake you until you shout. Stop, look, 
And listen, it's Halloween. There's witches and broomsticks and big black hats stirring up the potions in big black vats. Stop, look, and listen, it's Halloween. Comstock standing in the fields at night, the old gray house without a light, the cold white moon shining down so bright, with you and me standing there and shaking with fright, sneaking past the graveyard and trembling knees, faces peeking out at us between the trees. Please stop, look, and listen, it's Halloween.